GPT. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Well, um... Uh, Johnny Million and I were chit-chatting before the show began, and uh, nothing really happened this week. Um, I mean, no, it's... uh got crunchy cheese. Yeah, you got crunchy cheese, uh, which we were agreeing is now, uh, ironically, a product that you can buy and something we used to avoid as children. If yep. the cheese has gone crunchy, do not eat. But now, thanks to food dehydration and creativity in the snack world, um, knock yourself out. Except on the radio. So he is... Now we've got Johnny Million, who's going to be jonesing during the entire segments, staring at his crunchy cheese so he can eat it during the breaks. So if anybody will be keeping me on the breaks today, it will be Johnny Million. Because he's, he's, an, he's addicted to crunchy cheese and he's going to be staring at it. we hit that break, huh? Terrible. It's just terrible. And um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't do it all at once. But I had the joy of, of of absorbing the entirety of the Mike Lindell um, cyber conference, the Cyberama, the cyber the Cyberthon the, the, that he, he had this week. Delightful. He's a special kind of charming. I cannot I, take my eyes off him. Let me tell you, he. Um, I can't wait for uh, Bill Macy to play him in the movie. Um, well, if you want me to do an inventory of the darn cars, I'll do that. I'll go and do an inventory then. Um, he's he's got that kind of energy all the time. Um, There's an intoxicating delivery. Yes, um, he had. Um, I I I had the joy of doing half of an interview that he did. Um, I'm doing the other half on uh, either late Sunday night or Monday on my live stream of his sort of post show wrap up of how he thought it went. Mm. And um, he thinks it was a huge success because now people can go back to their states because he had all 50 states there and they can go back to their states and yell at their state representatives and judges Mm. and their and their uh, secretaries of state, you know, something they weren't previously doing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. So uh, good Lord. Hal Vickery. Thank you so much. The super chat for a straight jacket for Mike Lindell. Um, I don't I don't I don't think um, I think we're going to have to bolo him like a like a wildebeest. You know what I mean? Just ride up on, you know, some sort of motorcycles and throw some sort of, you know, two balls on a string, just wrap around his feet and take him down and go, I'm doing an inventory. Um, So um, so bless you. Thank you so much, Al Vickery. Good to have you with us. Hi. Um, there, the, I, you know, I've been going over this. I started the whole thing off um, with obvi- an obvious disdain for the people involved in it, and a, a you know, and a, and a ready amount of comedy and ridicule for the entire process itself. But I also sort of approached it, and I think you probably do, all, uh, you know, currently with this idea that Mike Lindell's just kind of a sap. You know, he's not. He's not a bad guy. He's just kind of, uh, you know, misguided and well-meaning. And he, you know, he mm. seems like a decent fella. He's just kind of maybe he's got holes punched in his brain by, you know, the effects of his addiction. Maybe he's got, you know, just tendencies that, you know, towards authoritarianism that are that stem from a bad childhood. You know, this is all very generous. Yeah, I'm, yes, this is how I I really approached him um, in, wow. when I would look at him for quite a while until the lead up to this and then the the uh, the, uh, the I guess the the thing itself and then the aftermath. I have now come to uh, the determination that he is not a nice fellow, that he is genuinely a jerk. That he is a jerk to those around him. That that's the reason why none of his family have come to his rescue. That you know, we all mm. look at him and go, "Why is someone close to him 
not sat him down and gone, these are not, these PCAPs you think you have are not evidence of anything. These incursions by foreign computers on the secretaries of state's computers are not hacks. They are media companies in foreign countries checking in with the unofficial updates, the uncertified updates, the ones that the Secretary of State gives to Steve Kornacki. The foreign press does that too, all over the world, especially places that have um, areas where policy towards that country might change greatly over the next, during the next administration. Countries like Germany and Spain and China and Italy and England and, you know, the the UK in general, because of COVID, because of uh, travel, because of vaccinations, because like there were a lot of reasons that had nothing to do with Trump's wall or tariffs or any of that other stuff that these countries would be concerned about who's going to win. If Trump stays in, what are we going to do? If Biden gets in, what does that mean for us? So they were checking every hour on these things and just constantly doing updates. And so there's activity between computers all over the world and these the update computers at the Secretary of State's office. Now, anybody, any idiot knows this because this is just that people refreshing web pages. If you go to a very popular web page, one of the ones that like nearly crashes the Internet that everybody talks about, and you look at the data, which is readily available afterwards, you don't have to capture it at the moment. You can see who was checking and refreshing and checking and refreshing and checking and refreshing and checking. It's like when people get tickets to a concert. It's the same kind of activity. And these PCAPs are that kind of activity. It's, it's, and it's anybody who pays any attention to just the worldwide nature of our elections knows this. Now, Mike, uh, you know, one of my favorite elements of Mike Lindell's storyline, for those of you that uh, have lives and loved ones and don't want to dive into what his argument is. But while you're walking around doing your normal life stuff, it seems to be affecting the way people are behaving on on the street because they listen to Newsmax and OAN and sometimes Fox during about three hours of the evening. Where are they getting this stuff? Like, where is this lunacy coming from? It's coming from Mike Lindell. It's coming from Flashpoint and a bunch of these other like pseudo-Christian outlets that push this idea that um, if it's not if God has a plan for the country and it's a Republican plan and if it's not the Republican plan, it's a sign that the devil is working. And that's honest to God. That is part of that's the drive behind what Mike Lindell believes. Right. That is what he thinks about this. He you know in, in his soul. The details then don't matter, right? He's fighting the devil, and and it never occurred to him that he, you know, that often I guess the devil's greatest trick is proving that he doesn't exist. Is the whole idea? Um, and I would argue that no, the devil's greatest trick would be that he proves that he you know, he convinces you he's everywhere, and therefore why not join in? Um, but uh, needless to say, in Mike Lindell's world, he sees the devil everywhere and in everyone except himself Mm -hmm. and in his own behavior. Now, some of you may have heard that he was attacked and that he had a moment where he feared for his life and a police report was filed and very many people uh, around him uh, or concerned for his safety. You know, he has to get a bodyguard and move into a gated mansion. Um, the details of the, t- the attack um, are something that I can relate to. Apparently. Because you are Morton Downing Jr. That's exactly right. Yes, that's true. And I've I often been, I've been bum rushed by, uh, um, uh, by Antifa. No, um, that, Lindell, the, what he gave everybody the impression of when he came on stage was that he he was attacked, it he was physically wounded, and yet he was going to go on. Mm. He was going to brave brave his way through this. We well, I'll make it, you know, together, eh? So he <laughs> he ends up telling the story, which was an overzealous 
maggot, a fan, a Trumper, wanted a uh, a picture with him, and the guy, the look in the guy's eyes looked crazy to Mike. Mm-hmm. He looked wacky, this guy. And yet, you know, Mike's a good guy, so he'll take a picture. And then the guy, when he was get, taking the picture, dug his thumb knuckle into Mike's ribs, and it really hurt. It was like an attack. Oh, oh. And he doubled him over, and it really hurt. But he didn't show anything, and he didn't say anything to the person, and he let it go. By the way, I, I would like you to store this um, this whole story for later when the, the right wing attacks uh, uh, women who come forward about sexual abuse, assault, or or harassment, and why they didn't speak up at the time. So you know, let's just all right. Um, then he gets in the elevator and he nearly doubles over and he tells the, he oh, didn't, yeah, um, he, he goes in the, and, and his assistant or whoever's with him goes, uh, what, what's the matter? And he's like, I just, I, I was attacked <laughs> basically. So they file a police report about this dude who clearly meant Mike no harm was just really excited to meet Mike Lindell. And I have to tell you something, uh, Mike pillow, if you're listening, all of your fans are nuts. Okay, all of them will physically assault you because they want to touch you. Because no one else who isn't crazy wants a selfie except to mock you, and that's a terrible place to be. Now, I, having taken a lot of selfies and pictures with people over the years, have had overzealous fans who squeeze, poke, and grope. It's it's happened. We even jokingly call these. That's what he liberal. called me when I did a little first. That's week. that. Well, that is true. Yeah, but that's you. We're we're close. We went to high school together. It's fine. All of a sudden, I'm overzealous. Sorry, we have we have to take a break um, uh, because uh, Johnny has to eat some crunchy cheese. Um, when we come back, um, I I want to. Uh, we're, I guess we got to start the countdown for the uh, Trump's inauguration. So we'll, we'll do that when we return. <laughs> it's the Hal Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCBD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. People say puffiness and under eye bags are the hardest things to get rid of. Till now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Genucel is incredibly powerful natural serum. They guarantee you'll see results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Listeners see a dramatic improvement in just two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity with brilliant long-term results. Save big right now on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie, promo code Stephanie at checkout for an extra 10% off. That is love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Stephanie. You'll also get the amazing Zotique Deep Correcting Serum free when you order the most popular package today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results are your money back. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That code is Stephanie. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Um, There is, I have to say, um, uh, a lot of excitement. In, in Trumpistan right now about uh, Trump's uh, imminent reinstatement. Um, I, I, I understand Steve Bounton, Bannon is uh, uh, picking out a new gown. Um, there's, uh, they're, they're planning a parade. Three Doors Down mm-hmm. is, is tuning as we speak. Um, the uh, <laughs> um, Lee Greenwood um, just ordered a whole new box of lozenges. And um, and by midnight tonight, uh, I know it, I know what you're thinking. It was supposed to be last night. Well, yeah. look, things this amazing and special take a little time. Okay, they can't. You can't rush this kind of stuff. But, but didn't um, we? Yes. Didn't we have some prep time before this? Like, what? Wasn't there a big run up? Like, didn't they? Didn't we know that last night was? Like, no, we did not. No, no, no. I mean, you want to, you oh. don't want to, you don't, because you don't want to p- overplay your hand. <laughs> you, you don't want to. No. You, you don't want Oh, that is not what they want to do. No, you don't want to show your. Coming. 
That's right. You don't want to show your cards too early. So they were waiting till you know, till it was locked. You know what I mean? Till all the data that Mike Lindell had could come up. Uh, and and I, I have to say, um, while it was a joy to watch people pretend to know things about computers. Um, now, I you know, I never went to DeVry, <clears throat> but being named after a computer and having to have um, uh, other work as an actor and a comedian to pay my bills at certain times in my life. I've done a decent amount of techie stuff. And I'm also, and you know, with all my computer stuff that I'm constantly working on for this show and for the stuff that I do, I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty on top of this stuff. You know what I mean? And I have a, a pretty basic understanding. <clears throat> I know enough, let's say, um, Johnny Million, uh, if you were, say, say you bought a new two terabyte hard drive sure are you going to bring that sucker home and just let it sit there with two terabytes in one uh, or are you going to partition that sucker you know what i mean you know yeah i gotta go back and forth i know that's a good debate what okay let's go straight up to four let's go that's inside your price range these days um you got four terabytes you do you have one giant icon on the screen or do you have uh, you know i personally Mm -hmm. i do one two terabyte and then two one terabyte partitions on that thing i like it for organizational purposes and i would have you know instead of folders for stuff i'd have entire uh you know disc images so that if i had to back up say just my video files or just my audio files i could you know, just take that image and copy it to another hard drive to safely back it up, as opposed to trying to, you know, back up an entire four terabyte drive all the time, right? You know, You're making me want to go shopping for drives again. Yeah, I don't. Ma- I'm, I'm going to send everyone to Best Buy right after this. Everybody's going to rush out and do that. By the way, they don't sponsor the show. So, um, I, you know, I know enough about, let's say, partitioning a drive for those very reasons, and sometimes it's for security reasons. One's a secure partition, one isn't. You know, one's got a password lock on it. The other doesn't like those kind of things. Pretty standard stuff. When when you've got six people on a panel with a giant screen behind them in a hotel in Sioux Falls um, and Mike Lindell wandering in every like 15 minutes to read a a, a, what he calls a hit job, which uh, for if for anybody who doesn't speak, Mike Pillow is a. A uh, story that accurately depicts what's going on at his event. Um, that's a hit job, just so you know. And he would wander <laughs> up and interfere with this. But these guys would sit and talk about, you know, why are they partitioning these drives? What is going on here? We, these are questions that need answering. You know, like, because look at the name of the partition for the drive. That's, look at it. Read it. It's right there. You know, so I spend a lot of my time when I wasn't bored or snickering. Um being uh, kind of overwhelmed not with the idiocy of the people there because clearly there were a lot of dum-dums running the joint <laughs> but, but the thing that's, that, that stuck out to me the most and this applies to sort of the vaccine stuff and we're going to get into the, you know, the rise in cases and, and the rise in vaccinations quite frankly um that is, you know, we, we have hit a point where just over 50% of uh, Americans are vaccinated now and over 70% have had their first dose. So we're within two weeks of that 70% number, right? And these are, I, you, know, you know, that doesn't include kids and people with autoimmune disorders and people who can't, you know, that we're, you know, we need, yeah. So that's still another thing we have to deal with. But what occurred to me during this whole my pillow thing, uh, the Mike Pillow thing, uh, all three days, was that beyond the fact that Mike Pillow does not understand what he's being told by these people, and so he is ple- clearly the victim of an enormous grift. The this and the people behind it, and he's paying these people millions of dollars. They are siphoning millions of dollars out of his bank account, telling him what he wants to hear. And then when push comes to shove on the day, you know, one of them went to uh, either like to Daily Pundit or whoever and said, yeah, it's not there. 
Now, no one, you know, you nor I nor anybody in my chat room thinks that those guys couldn't have figured that out from having access to that data a month ago or two months ago. But Mike Pillow was paying them to dig and dig they did. Mm -hmm. And they knew it was BS. Mike Pillow very well may not. And basically the entire event was translating that grifting talk that they used on Mike Lindell to bait him into giving them millions of dollars for this stuff. Is they're basically turning that on the the largely the Republican voter base, but any any open ears in the country. And the idea is that if I use a bunch of phrases like PCAPs and and servers and routers and you know and uh, like just say the word hacker every you know Thursday, basically the same level of technological speak that's in um, the net the uh, wonderful Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> that movie. If it's, if it's, some, it's at the point where somebody there uh, typing on a keyboard could have just said, we're in, you know, that moment in every <laughs> hacker movie, um, that by speaking using those terms to the audience that was watching, you could dazzle them with BS and convince them that there was something to this. And now, if they were doing with Mike Lindell, which is, try to pull money out of their pockets. Just like, send us money. If this had been a big telethon, I mean, obviously he was selling pillows. But if they said, we need money to do this because we got to fight and blah, blah, blah. Even if he'd presented that as, as that originally, which I'm glad he didn't think of that. And I'm sorry I said it out loud for, and I, I hope I didn't give anybody any ideas. But had they done this as a, um, as a telethon, essentially, like, this is the proof we have. We just need to get it to the judges, and it's going to cost money for this legal case. You need to help us pay our legal bills to do this. If they did it on a three-day telethon, they'd have raised millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. No question. From the people that were watching, RSBN, OAN made a, a ton of money in Super Chats running this thing. They also got a revenue share with MyPillow for showing it on their networks. The danger is, is that instead of going for that money grab... What they have effectively gone is it done is gone for the January sixth type, the person who would be you know driven to to take action on January sixth, and they're telling this person, we have this evidence. They're not letting us show it to you. We have this proof. They're doing everything they can to physically stop us. This is an act of violence. Now, over the last you know four years. We have heard talk about how when uh, left-wing activists say language is violence, that is an excuse for them to loot and riot and, and kill people later because I'm just defending myself. If your words are violent, then I have every right to, to physically attack you, right? Violence is violence. I'm just defending myself. And it's a scary notion, and certainly people on the, on the fringy fringe you know, may believe that, but they wanted to paint the entire Democratic Party as kind of, uh, you know, part and parcel to that. But what we saw was three days of they are physically attacking us. They are hacking our things. They poked Mike Lindell in the ribs. They came, They did everything they could to stop us. That's what he said about CNN. CNN never tried to stop anything. They reported on it. They laughed at it a little bit. But they didn't try. No one tried to stop it. It happened. It finished. No one interfered. But the idea that they were trying to stop it is part of the concern I have that it foments violence. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio Chicago, Progressive Talk, Patreon.com slash House Parks. I know you hear Patreon from a lot of people, but it really does help us. So uh, if you're a Patreon for somebody else, you know, think about drifting our way. the coolest. It's cool. All right, we'll be back. I'm a Patreon for other creators. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love hanging out in loungewear? Uh, we're all fans of the loungewear. And it used to be code for hideously ugly sweatpants. Even your pets used to make fun of those. 
That's a thing of the past, though, with Cozy Earth, the people known for creating luxuriously soft, cool sheets made of bamboo, have done it again, this time with loungewear. And they're taking it to a whole new level with their comfy, super soft selections and gorgeous styles and colors from wonderful pajama sets, leggings, and tees. Every item is sourced from earth-friendly viscose from bamboo for enhanced breathability and temperature regulation. You'll find something you can't lounge without at Cozy Earth. See why Oprah described Cozy Earth's pajamas as the softest ever in O Magazine. Best of all, go to CozyEarth.com right now. Enter the promo code Stephanie35 and save 35% on their loungewear and bedding. That's CozyEarth.com, promo code Stephanie35. CozyEarth.com. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. The clean guitar, the clean guitar chord is just, it's demoralizing. It is, it's demoralizing. It just breaks my heart every time. Just a little bit. Death by a thousand cuts. I can feel it. (laughs) So, you love the Varga Varga. Yeah, that, I mean, that's right on the money. Um, So, there were some, there were some good moments. During Mike Pillow's <laughs> gathering, um, I'm laughing already. Yeah, there were some upsides. Uh, he called uh, Dan Bongino from Fox News uh, uh, Dan Bagino. That was funny. Um, or oh, I'm sorry, beg your pardon. He called him Dan Bagino or somebody, which I think you know since since Dan Bongino has been defending him so vociferously over the last month is really a sweet move. Also puts another check in the kind of a jerk area. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't, somebody who's coming to your defense regularly in the media, well-known human being, uh, you know, on, on the network, he's been attacking nonstop. And by the way, the, the other upside is that he's attacking Fox every turn. He could, he said shame on Fox at least so see them on the ropes with the crazy far right like they're they just aren't far right enough anymore um well yeah yeah i hmm i don't know that that's the case i think they just bury it so well because they know they you know their job has never been overt it's been relatively covert that's why the name fair and balanced you know what i mean that's why they didn't call themselves you know Real America's Voice or One America News or whatever. Fox has used a phrase, you know, fair and balanced to give the illusion of being fair and balanced for a long time. And so within that fair and balanced idea, then you can sort of bear, you can put the pill in the dog food, you know, that you're feeding folks and, and they don't, they won't spit it out. Because if you just gave them it, you know, if you, if, if you had to experience Tucker Carlson in his, purest form um it'd be in german uh, but the (laughs) (laughs) but the clothes would be better i'm just saying um (laughs) sorry (laughs) but but you know what i mean like they have to soft pedal into that stuff right they that's been their that's been their their goal and their key is if you're trying to drift america to the right you you can't do it through you can't you got to say the quiet part quiet right well um they're now you know they they started saying the quiet part so quiet that uh dogs like Mike Lindell can't hear it and so they <clears throat> they don't understand cuz i don't know how this happened but i ended up sort of coming to fox's defense as an as an organization anyways just on an obvious level, when he was decrying the fact that they wouldn't air the ads for his, you know, Cyberama, and he was saying, why won't Fox, everybody else, everybody else is doing that, you know, why aren't they, you know, airing my ads, you know, Fox, shame on Fox, and he pulled his ads, which he said, 
costs Fox a million a week and him a million a week. Which I, if you're, if your ads cost what you're making in sales, it's a bad ad campaign, or you need to raise your prices or find another place to advertise because it's, you know what I mean? I put a million dollars in ad a week, I get a million dollars in revenue. Why don't you just keep your money and sit home? I don't understand. So he was arguing that, you know, what, you know, why wouldn't Fox air his ad? Well, Fox isn't airing his ad because they will get sued. They had an agreement with Dominion voting machines that if they, you know, they do an apology, air it on the network and then stop lying about Dominion, then the Dominion won't sue them. You know, they'll, they, they had an arbitration and they were like, look, you guys leave us alone. We'll leave you alone. But the minute you start lying about us again, we're going to sue you. Mm-hmm. Well, that includes promoting anybody who's lying on it. So like, you can't just bring on Mike Lindell and go, we didn't know he was going to talk about. It. Of course you knew. And that would also include airing ads for, you know, of his event. To get like we can't say it on the network, but you guys might want to check out Mike Lindell's thing this week. You're like that's how is that different in terms of reach and audience for people who have cable or watch Fox on the internet to wa- to slip over to Frank, you know, uh, or Flank, W F W A N Q dot com, which is how you get to my Twitch channel, Twitch TV slash Housebars. Anyways, so um, that he was he was raging at Fox about this. When, in fact, if Fox had aired these ads, it would have cost them easily a billion dollars. And he was like, I pulled $50 million worth of revenue from Fox because they wouldn't air my ads. And, um, and like, well, l- let, me, let me do a, a little bit of math for you, Mike. Um, lose $50 million or lose $1.2 billion. I'm, you're not exactly going to flip a coin. You know what I mean? So, yeah. anyways, he was... And then, he was raging at them about this. Then, Newsmax and OAN, who also, like, news... I don't know what the, the deal was with Newsmax, uh, or with OAN, rather, but Newsmax clearly um, came to an agreement in their lawsuit situation because they aired one of those mea culpas and stop talking about Dominion as well. Mm-hmm. And they, but Boy, they decided. They back so hard, you can see smoke and dust come up. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Wednesday morning, they decided, heck with it, we're going to air his thing. We're going to air all three days of it. Well, that's clearly a, viol- a violation of their arbitration agreement. And they and OAN got served with billion-dollar lawsuits that morning. And Mike Lindell uses this as a gotcha and says, you know, um, these folks uh, waited till just till we were starting our event to sue OAN and Newsmax. They waited till we started this just for the bad press to, to attack us because we're and like no dummy until the very second they started airing your show, your cyberama. They were not in violation of their arbitration agreement. The second they started airing it, they became in violation of it. That's why the timing. Yeah. So then we go to this um, county clerk, uh, Miss Peters, uh, Tina Peters, I think is her name, from Mesa, Colorado, who had her office raided because somebody in her office um, in... I guess while airing footage or showing footage of being able to get in to her office where the voting machines were kept, um, showed the passwords for the machines themselves on the screen, which is a federal offense. And she allowed that person in and that person committed a felony showing it to someone else. Um, now, I, I, I'm hearing conflicting stories as far as the details coming out about what official position the person who showed the stuff had in her office or relation to her office and the person who actually showed the passwords to Gateway Pundit. 
But we have finally, folks, thanks to the Mike Lindell Cyberama, an example of uh, attempted voter fraud and manipulation of voting machines by a Trump supporting county clerk in uh, in Colorado and her right wing um, anti-vaxxer buddies um, who are sharing secret passwords that are kept secret to protect the integrity of our elections to and really a, a right wing show, news site. Yeah. It goes to show that they are willing to do everything that they project onto the yeah. others. Like they are right. actually doing what they're inventing that um, the left has done. Right. And when they do it, it's okay that they're doing it. That's the amazing part. It would be one thing if they're like, if they denied it, you know, if they just kind of went, well, I'm not doing that. We didn't do that. But when they do it, they're like, we're checking. You did it first. We're, we have the right to look at these machines. Never mind the fact, and I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, where it will finally sink in with people that anything the public knows, the rest of the world knows. Just period, okay? So FOIA requests and requests for internal documentation, and especially um, the request to see the software we run our elections on, should be difficult to get. They should, you should have to prove some an outsized reasoning for it, and you should have to prove that you can be trusted with it. And this is the most frustrating thing of that they these folks seem to think and this is a this is a, a consistent thing amongst the maggots is that they seem to think that their fealty to Donald Trump is proof of their patriotism yeah and yet the result of their alleged patriotism would be to find any and all national security secrets they could possibly find right and share them on the web Share yeah, they're, them. they're such patriots that they're willing to commit treason. Right. Because it's not their fault that North Korea and China and Russia and Iran and, I, I don't know, Boko Haram and the Taliban and ISIS and, um, you know, South American dictators would know how our, you know, what our software was. Get a copy of it. Get a copy of the software that we run our elections on and and do what you will. Because patriots deserve to look at it in a room and share pictures of it um, on their phone as if, like, look, this is just I'm just showing them the truth. And like, OK, this the, it was incredibly frustrating to watch those moments. But the I think the f- funnest part of it for me was there. There's a dude and people can if anybody's seen it or whatever, there's a guy who was one of the techs but kept saying, I'm not a computer expert, which, again, why are you there? But, okay. Um, He's one of these dudes in a short-sleeve, button-down, checkered (laughs) shirt, white baseball cap with, uh, um, like, uh, racer-style sunglasses on the top. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. On top. Part of the uniform. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Uh... uh, oversized straight leg jeans, work boots, um, uh, and facial hair. Two, uh, none. Um, mm, although okay. there were some there that did. Those were the ones that kept hidden. And a um, and a clip on his belt for his phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. you know the you know the fellow. You know him. Damn. You've seen him. And not all of them are bad. That's not what I'm saying. But he's definitely the guy who's going to come out of the service department or or out from under your house and go, yeah, that's not a simple leak, man. That's going to, I mean, yeah, if we could patch that, that'd be like 300 bucks. But I'm sorry, we're going to have to tear out the whole thing because you got a 754 underneath there. It's got uh, it's got 228 fittings on it, and that's that's the problem right there. You got a you got a tra- the 755. Yeah, you got a transitional vibrations coming from the structure that's going to uh, eventually that's going to break down over time. You're going to have a whole big mess, oh, and you're going to your whole bathtub's going to be full of water. I'm just telling you. Tell so me more what about the vibration? Yeah. So I'm going to need you. Uh, uh, we're, I may not want to fix the tub. 
we can fix it. I got a buddy, okay? And all he has to do, if you just give us the keys to your house and go away for the weekend, we can get this all fixed up. Um, we will need your Wi-Fi password and the code to your safe. Um, and any, uh, are there any firearms or pets in the house? I'm going <laughs> to need the names of your... With a southern accent, I thought you were going to say, we'll need your wife. <laughs> we will need your wife. Well, now that you mention it, sir... <clears throat> uh, the, yeah, so the, he reeked of that. He he reeked of a guy who was selling that to to him. You know, he, to Mike Lindell. To, basically, he's like, oh yeah, we can find fraud. Yeah, this all this is full of fraud. Look at this. I mean, this is fraudific. This whole thing. Uh, yet you know, it's going to take us a while though. And we're talking. I mean, this is not going to be. You want the truth? The truth is not free. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're going to need a couple of months. We're talking 30K a day at least to hook up the equipment and work on it. That's exactly what was happening to this idiot. This was, in, in part, a, a, unfortunately, a manipulation scheme to drive more Gen 6 people to try and attack secretaries of state's office and elected officials. But it was also a dog and pony show to convince Mike Lindell that he hadn't been pouring good money after bad, which he has. We got to take a break. Oh, yeah. We'll be back right after this. It's the Housemarque Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Um, you think DeSantis has a shot next election cycle? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Dubious. You're listening to House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Ah, uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT 820. Hoo-yah! Is that him punching me? Is that him so. punching me before that? Yeah. I think it's him punching me. That's how he rolls now. This is going to, these, 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 these bumpers are acts of violence. <laughs> so we were uh, talking during the break, Johnny Million, um, about this Mesa County clerk who, um, you know, Mike Lindell was saying she had her office uh, uh, raided before they got there. Just and the timing. Well, the timing, folks, uh, has a lot to do with the fact that time moves forward. And sometimes um, an, an event will occur and then it will take time for, say, the legal system to catch up with it or deal with it. Um, it will take time. <laughs> it will take time for, you know, an investigation to find out the, the, you know, what actually happened before they can get a warrant and act on more information. You know how you know how that works. Like if you've ever seen a crime show. <clears throat> and now, um, a month uh, after, a month ago, this investigation began because there was this uh, this password showed up on I think the Gateway Pundits website. And needless to say, this was a point of concern for the government of Colorado. And the Secretary of State, whose office is in charge of, uh, among many things, keeping the passwords for the voting machines safe. And so as there's a, uh, you know, downstream version of who has access to what, um, it's her responsibility <clears throat> to figure out how it happened, who let it happen, and to uh, punish that person, or if in, in fact it was her own problem, to step down herself, right? That's what responsibility is. And I know Republicans have a hard time understanding this word. Um, they, used it's, to, it, they used to be their jam, though. Uh, yes. Um, um, but now it's in the same category as consent. It seems to boggle their mind. <laughs> they just can't seem to consent of yeah. the, the the governing and stuff. Um, so, um in this particular instance, um, they found out that this Mesa County clerk, he was, who is a huge Trump fan um, and believes that the election was hacked, um, allowed some, some nudniks into 
the the room where they held these things, and they, I guess, film took pictures, hooked up computers to the stuff. I mean, you're gonna have, they're gonna have to decertify all these machines. All the machines in Mesa County are gonna be have to be taken offline. Now, same as Maricopa County, um, all the machines in Maricopa County. That's you know millions of dollars. And this is going to... Who's going to pay that, by the way, Hal? The taxpayers. Uh, by the way, in many cases, um, red states, don't worry about it. <laughs> See, uh, the, the federal government uh, often will uh, shore up any limitations in that area. I mean, beyond your own, you know, because you can make an emergency. Oh, my God, we don't have enough machines. We had to decertify some because of this awfulness that happened. And um, the blue states and the federal government will end up footing the bill. That's how. So, um, let's see. Uh, while the while an investigation in the incident has determined the breach did not result in a direct security risk, Griswold's office, uh, that's the Secretary of State of um, Colorado, did confirm the person did release the passwords for the underlying voting machine software online. Despite those determinations, Griswold has explained why the man's presence was problematic. He's not an employee. Okay, so this is um, by the way, um, Tina Peters in would uh, could be facing legal consequences for the misstep, as the county will now be able unable to use the equipment for the upcoming fall election. The Dominion voting equipment was part of a breach that will now have to be replaced officially. They have gone to that, um, and she allowed this unauthorized individual access. He, um, and they said he's not an employee. You have to be an employee to attend these. Uh, you know, these gatherings, uh, like these look uh, once overs of the machines. She said, you also have to be background checked. And the county clerk's office specifically misled my office, saying that he did comply with the rules. Speaking to the publication, Griswold offered an update on the incident. We know that the information was posted by an extreme conspiracy theorist last week. That's uh, Gateway Pundit. On Thursday, August 14th, county spokeswoman Stephanie Reese also addressed the situation but did not offer specific details about the current investigation. There are still many unanswered questions, and the board is working closely with the legal counsel to determine the next steps, Reese said in an email. The board's focus continues to remain an, uh, on ensuring the integrity of the voting process in Mesa County. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Continuing. That's it. Yeah. In an email to the publication, Mesa County District Attorney Dan Rubenstein also confirmed that an investigation is underway and could potentially lead to charges against those involved. I can, uh, involved. I can confirm that we have not entered into this investigation with any person or criminal act in mind and will reserve judgment on that until the investigation is complete. I, am also, I also am unable to speculate on the length of time the investigation will take as we are too early in the investigation to take, make good sense of the scope of it. The latest report also garnered reactions online in a series of tweets. Julian Sanchez uh, shared his opinion of the situation, explained why it is questionable. So uh, this sure looks an awful lot like Mesa County, Colorado, officially helped conspiracy theorists steal data from Colorado's election systems in order to give them to Mike Lindell to hunt for phantom evidence of rigging. By the way, um, did happen. Um, she showed up there personally. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna guess it was an air net or a wet net or a foot a sneaker net. Some people will call it, which is I take a drive and I walk using my sneakers across the floor and create a network by giving you a physical hard drive. There's a lot of that going on in the Lindell thing this week, and the fact if, if this woman hadn't shown up, I would I would have believed that there was a, a you know. That it was just she was there as a spokesperson because she was being she was an example of how people were being attacked. But in reality, she very well may have been there to deliver things to him. She showed up on cue to bring stuff with her. And so I, I think part of the investigation needs to look into um, the idea that, oh, thanks. My girlfriend just brought me a coffee while we're sitting here. Thanks. Babe. It was a very long line. Hooray. And oh, thanks, babe. Um, and so I, I, I personally think if, uh, um, anybody in the, uh, Mesa County DA's office is, um, is listening, maybe, maybe go, uh, interview some of the folks in the, uh, cyber room, the people who didn't show up on camera at Mike Lindell's thing and see if somebody 
brought them any physical hard drives while they were there, and if that physical hard drive corresponded with the arrival of Tina Peters in, um, and her name is not Tina Peterson, but she's definitely, we're going to call her that one because of Johnny Million. Um, we're almost to the to the break. When we come back, um, I want to take some calls. 773-763-9278 is our number. Um, and um, I think, yeah, if if Trump is reinstated during the break, we will cut to it live, I promise. Just so you know. Um, so I yeah. did out uh, at Johnny Million One. I tweeted out a, a big celebration. Oh, um, great. Um, about the reinstatement that That's t- taking awesome. place at Trump Towers. Oh, is it? Okay, we'll take. I'll take a look at that at, at Johnny Million One, um, mm-hmm. the number one, um, and we'll all look at it. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Hey, you know, um, play the song again. Yeah, we went through the whole thing. Uh, it's good. Um, <laughs> Welcome back to the show. So uh, tonight I have a show in Huntington Beach at the Rec Room. Um, one of the one of the you know one of these uh, stagger stop live shows that I you know that we booked when things were kind of maybe no and then back to the thing and the you know um, same thing on the twenty third I'm doing a Zoom show for Flappers Flappers Comedy dot com which is a you know shows that I do for them to keep them afloat during the yeah. current unpleasantness. And uh, I will also do, be, be doing a live show from there on that Wednesday. So Zoom show Monday, live show Wednesday, the 23rd and the 25th um, of this month uh, at Flappers. But tonight I will be at the Rec Room. And uh, this afternoon I will be at uh, Disney California Adventure for about six hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for my girlfriend's birthday because we're hanging out. Um, so, I, you know, there's, there's actually a lot of good stuff happening. I know uh, you know we are surrounded by um horrific nonsense um it seems all the time. But the reality is is that while the the spike in new delta variant cases is uh troubling and horrifying and certainly Mississippi and um Florida are having the worst of it. Alabama's also bad. Georgia's uh also in trouble. Uh it is largely among the un- it is wholly and completely among the unvaccinated. And that is the one thing that has finally made people recognize that it is time to get, you know, to get vaccinated. Um, I have the uh, Pfizer uh, vaccination. I got it as early as I possibly could back in March. And uh, check with your doctor. But I, you know, I had no side symptoms, no nothing. I, you know, I, I had a soreness in the arm and then I was off and about things just like any other vaccine I've ever I had. Moderna. I got it in April and May mm-hmm. and it, it kicked my ass a little after the second one, but yeah. it was just for a day. Right. Yeah. So the Pfizer, um, um, <laughs> uh, so I, I have to say like, there's the, you know, the threat of COVID expansion and the Delta variant and, you know, possibly a Lambda variant and a, you know, and I, I, by the way, I still stand by the fact that it should be the Donald variant, variant follow, you know, and the uh, Eric variant, you know, and. Yeah, you know. Some, somebody on CNN suggested that they, the, all the variants be named after Republican governors. Yeah, absolutely. Like this would be the DeSantis variant. And in many ways, yep. it would be wholly appropriate to call it that right now. Um, um uh, Marco Rubio um, tweeted a. Let's see. I want to read this exactly. I bet. Um, I bet he's got this nailed down. Yeah. Um, so he's in a state that he is the he represents in the Senate, and he's buddies with the governor, and they have told the federal government to stop bothering them. Except uh, while you're on your way out, could you please leave us some ventilators, um, and please send us some PPE. And uh, and and by the way, the Biden administration has without hesitation. There's been no moment where Joe Biden has talked to Kamala Harris and like, all right, you can talk to him, but I'm not returning his phone calls and they can wait when when they need the PPE by this afternoon. 
send it out tomorrow morning. Like that, none of that is happening. None of it. As soon as, and oftentimes, which is a beautiful thing, the Biden and his team are waiting with the emergency declaration paperwork on their end for the state to ask for it so that it's already filled out and ready to go. And he just signs it as soon as they ask. So there's no delay because people's lives are on the line. Even if they didn't vote for you, they're human beings. And you certainly aren't going to win their vote or their family's vote or the vote after that next time. Unless I guess you're a Republican, in which case they, they, they will follow Trump to the grave. Um, but Marco Rubio tweeted, keep me safe, O God, in you I take refuge. Yeah. You know why? Because the hospitals are full. You must take refuge in the Lord because uh, if you're if, especially it didn't if you're help people mis- in the 1890s. No, no, it really didn't. And the, and uh, they prayed a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it is amazing to me that these guys operate as if the rest of us can't see what's going on. You know what I mean? They, they, he's vaccinated, though, right? Oh, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's. I mean, and in many ways, it's a. It, it it's even more rude because he's been vaccinated that it ends up being like a slam on people who aren't in his state. Uh, no, no, no. I'm a Republican. I hate Trump. Well, at, you would be the outside group of this WW. It's a. It's a whole different. Uh crowd that we're talking about. And unfortunately, they're the ones filling up the hospitals. They're the ones who are, you know, in in Georgia, there was a story today that if if your child needs a hospital bed in the pediatric wing, they will have to wait for a child to die to get one. That's republicanism. That's what Republican governance gives you. That's what and they denying want. the science behind the vaccine, but rushing to a hospital, right, for which treatment, been, which practices the exact same science, right? Yeah, like I don't trust, uh, I don't trust the government, so I'm going to go to a doctor who is certified by the government and given every every single item in that place is the, is subject to government regulations, so that it's it, it, the standard of quality is there to make sure that. It, you are not harmed while you are getting fixed, while you are being healed. Um, it, yes, Arkansas is, uh, Arkansas is uh, curious because they don't they were not reporting their numbers. So everybody was looking at the, the map and going, oh, my God, there's spikes everywhere except Arkansas. And you're like, uh, yeah, that not quite. But the the upside is and I, I really do believe that this is an upside is that the Biden administration in spite of all the crap rhetoric and I don't want to hear a blip from you from Ron DeSantis and uh, all the all straight up re- hatred from the Republicans for for average stuff that they actually, st- you know, agree on policy wise most of the time, Turn, you know, vilifying Biden and Harris as these like evil commies and baby eaters and blah, 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 and all this nonsense. And then in the end asking for help and getting it. That I think is the good news of all this. And that, and that Biden is as a, as a president, as the leader, as the commander in chief of the military and as president of the United States is taking the difficult and painful and nearly impossible task of removing us from Afghanistan that has stymied, you know, every president since Bush started it Mm -hmm. and just doing it. That in and of itself is an extraordinary thing. I don't, I, I, I feel like it's in the mess of what it looks like. People are getting lost in the, this is the guy that's putting an end to this ongoing mess. And so I, you know, that that upside is, I think, worth noting for everybody. It's a it's a totally different world than it was a year ago under Donald Trump. It just simply is. And and I 
I'm, I have a certain amount of pride in that. For all the extra crap that's happening, you know, all the Michael and Dell stuff, which will drag around and whatever. But the both infrastructure bills passed the uh, the Senate first rung and are in the House to get voted on. And there's this tug and pull between progressives and others who they think if they can't get the 3.5 because the filibuster won't go away, we don't want to lose the 1.2 to that. You don't want to leave the, it up to the Senate to choose your wins for you in a in a 50-50 coin flip when you oh you know even though it, the margin is narrow in in the house it's plenty to pass everything if the if the party unifies on stuff in the senate it's not every single democrat could vote for something and unless it's budget related it's not going through the the you know voting rights none of that stuff is all under uh, under reconciliation so, anyways, we're at the end of the show. Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. Appreciate you being here every week. Um, I live stream every day uh, at uh, twitch.tv slash HalSparks or infotainmentwars.com, which is the YouTube page, whatever your favorite. I'm also on Facebook um, at the HalSparks page. And uh, you can go to flank.com, F-W-A-N-Q. Follow Johnny Million on Twitter at Johnny Million one And we will see you again next week. <laughs>